Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Father God, we thank you that you're in the house, that you have a word in season, that you know each person by name, and that you want to get involved in our lives. I just pray, Father, for the outpouring of your spirit, for the work of your spirit in every life. Father, I just pray that everyone would see their values in your eyes, and they will also see your value, like what a privilege we have to serve you, what a privilege we have to know you. So I just pray that you would help me to communicate what you've placed on my heart as we move forward, as we finish this year. So be glorified in the house, be glorified in, in, in the ministries happening uh, at the same time, from grow to childcare and cafe, and just be magnified, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Yes, so we've, um, we're ending the year, and uh, every year I, I speak on legacy, and sometimes it's more than one message, and uh, so this year it's only one message. I just came back from a study leave. I was away for two weeks to pray, to discern, to read, and to look ahead and, and, and to focus on what God has in store for us and, and, to, work, and to work on planning on, on where God wants to lead us. And, and while I was there, well, this is where I got sick and I did half of what I wanted to do. At the same time, I just felt God whispering to my heart and, and, um, and challenging me in my own life to move forward and to stretch forward and, and to trust Him and, and to live in a place of surrender where I'm not living uh, with the status quo and, and being happy just the way it is, but to say, God, what are you up to? What do you want to do? And one of the questions I wanted to ask, or one of the questions I asked the Lord, or that was in my mind when I was in this time away, was if, G, it, it, it's, if, if GMC wouldn't be here in this community, in this region, would it show? Would it, would it show if we would not be here as a church? And I started to meditate on that. And I would have to say that it would show if we wouldn't be here. I really believe that we have an impact in our region. We have an impact in our communities. And I believe that God is calling us to do that. All of us, we know the church is not the building. We know the church is not an institution. It's not a denomination. It's a body of believers that comes together. It's a people that agree together to go in the same direction where we choose to be aligned where we choose to work together for the benefit of others, where we choose to be vessels for God and to be, um, and to be um, uh, the, the spokesmen of the Lord for this generation. And so, so yeah, we have this place in our community. And I, I want to explore that. I want to look at three main reasons why we're here, three main things that we're called to do and what we want to see. And the first one, one of our primary call as a church it's to see people come alive to God in his kingdom. Uh, you see this as you come in in the foyer. It's our mission statement. It's to come alive to God in his kingdom. Well, one of the things that we're here for and that we really want to see, it's to see people go beyond Christian memories or where they were raised as a Christian or the morality of Christian Christianity or the, uh, the, the good of Christianity and, and, and uh, the blessings of of, of right, of doing the right and, and acknowledging the wrong and walking away from the wrong and, and, the, and to separate the good from the bad. And, and, and I think it's, it, it's 
It's great. It, it has some fruits when you walk this way, when you choose to do good, when you choose to walk away from evil. But one of the things that I think we're called to do, and one of the reasons why we're here, is to see people go deeper than that. It's to see people encounter God. And never before, I, I would say, in my journey as a pastor, there's such a need for people to be encountered by God because there's so many questions in regard, as, in regard of God's word, so many challenges when it comes to the belief is that the inspired word. Uh, also, when it comes to the view of the church, when it comes to um, the testimonies of the saints and so on, there's so many um, challenges or, or um, doubts that uh, comes forward. And, and I believe the key ingredient is when people are encountered by God. When people are met by God, it changes the way they see God. It changes the way that they read scripture or they look at the Bible. It changes the way they look at their neighbor. And also it brings a certain sense of purpose because we're not like dogs that we die and we stay buried. <laughs> but that we were made eternally and, and, and we were made to enjoy God and for God to enjoy us. So when it comes to why are we here as a church, it's to see people come to the knowledge of God on a personal level where they can see that God is alive, that God is personal, that Father wants to reveal, love, show himself in daily living where you encounter God. And we have people that are coming in every week that know about God but don't know God. I was raised this way. I was raised in a religious setting where I knew about God I knew about the season of Christmas coming and, and the little Jesus in the manger and, and the preparation for Christmas and all that, but it was not alive in me. It was not real to me. I was not encountered by God. And so when you're encountered by God, everything changes. It doesn't matter what people say anymore because you met Jesus and Jesus met you. And this is why we're here. And, and as we go forward, we want to see that even more and there's such a need in our community we see our community is changing. I've been living here for the last 17 years, and it has changed in the last 17 years. And I believe it's even changing even more. It will change even more. And there's such a need for the church to be alive, alive in God, and, and, and to present people to God where people encounter them. My, my prayer every day is that when we get together, when we have church, when we have small groups, when we have uh, when it comes to youth and junior youth and ladies' morning and all the different outlets that we have, is that people would be encountered by God, that people would be met by God, and, and God would touch them and show them that he's real, because he's real. And, and the reason why people walk in unbelief is because they haven't met with them. They haven't had the chance to connect with God. And I believe that as a church, we're called to facilitate that. We're called to encourage that, to see people meet with God and, and, and be encountered by God. So our primary call is to see that. It's to see people enter God's throne room. That God is not distant. I can't enter his throne room. I can't enter his chamber. And we do this through worship. We do that through prayer. And, and as we come, as, as we did this morning, as we, we came into his courts with praise and into his presence with worship, and, and and this is where we encounter him. I don't know how many times I've heard in the last years of people that, is, that said, I felt God. I felt God. 
We know that it's not a feeling thing, but we are people with feelings, and, and we, we need to experience. And, and so we want, as a church, to create this platform where people can experience God. And we wanted to, have a, we wanted to see it as a ripple effect in our region where people will come and taste and see that the Lord is good, right? And when they taste and see that the Lord is good, you say, hey, oh, you, you see now? You understand. Before, they could not understand because they didn't see it. But after they tasted it, they know it's true. So we want to bring people to the waters. We want to bring people to a place where they will be encountered by God. So how we do our services, how we do ministry, it's with this in mind. It's to see people be rocked by God, be met by God, be touched by God, to see them experience inner healing, inner freedom. This is why we have set freeze. This is why we have prayer teams. This is why we have the prayer room. We want people to experience freedom from within, to experience the Father's love. So the reason why we're here, it's to see God meet with us. It goes to the core value of our existence. We were made for God. And, and, and it's more than lights. It's more than, uh, and then, and then the, and the beach, meaning that um, how, how it looks around. It's to, it's, it's to see God encounter us. And there are some of you today, you need to see God encounter you. It changes everything in your life when God becomes real to you. But when God is not real to you, then you do life without, um, uh, without uh, expecting God to move in your life. So you do life according to your ways. So, so we want to see that, right? We want to see people be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like that's one of the that's one of one of our values as a church. We don't want to see the Holy Spirit uh, be hidden in the closet. We want to celebrate the Father, the Son, but we also want to celebrate the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit fills people, um, empowers people, um, speaks to people, reveals the thoughts of the Father to people, and that's what we want to see. You see, as we think about legacy, we think about what we're leaving behind. But we're also thinking about what we want to see in the future. And so what we want to be as a church is we want to be a church that encounters God, that hungers and thirsts for God. And, and some, some pastors, they tell me, like, like Claude, so what was, the, one of, what was one of the trigger that caused growth and gospel mission? I said presence. And they look at me, what do you mean presence? It's because we're after God's presence we want God's presence. We want to see him in our lives. We, we want to see him present in our daily life. We, we want to be encountered by him. We want to experience him. We, we want to taste and see and, and touch and, and have him in our lives and, and desire him to the point where uh, until we are met by him. If, if we do this, then God shows up and, and things are not the same. So we want to be like this. We, we want to be a people that live with purpose. And that, that is to come alive to God where we live with purpose and, and we realize that life is, is more than just taking care of business. But it's to know that we're driven by purpose and, and that we are significant in God's eyes and, and that we are placed into this tremendous, beautiful journey of leading people to Christ and discipling the next generation. So, so we want to come alive to God, come alive to his kingdom. 
where we, we invest in the next generation. We want the next generation to be encountered by God. That's one of the things that we're working on from grow to junior youth to, to youth, young adults, and so on. Like, they're experiencing God at a, at, a, at a young age. They're experiencing worship at a young age and freedom and, uh, of expression and worship. And, and, and so, so what we want to do is we want to take this outside, outside of this, these walls, and, and we, want to, um, um, we want to see people encountered by God. So when it comes to legacy, when it comes to why are we here, that's one of the first mandate that we have. It's to see people be met by God. And God wants to use you, he wants to use me to be a facilitator of that, where we draw and we invite people and we pray with people and we point them to Jesus and and Jesus reveals himself in such a glorious personal way. So we want to see that. So why are we here? I was, like, like I said, when I was away, I was asking this question, God, if we wouldn't be here, would it show in our community? Yeah, it would show because our purpose is to bring God in the life of the people. And if we do this, wow, sky's the limit. The second thing, the second reason why we're here is to make a difference. We're called to make a difference. We're called not to be happy with status quo. We're called to move forward. I like what it says in James chapter 1, verse 26. I'm going to read it from the message version. I don't really use a lot. I don't use the message version a lot. But I read verse 26 and 27, and I thought it was pretty amazing how um, uh, the the, uh, the writer uh, uh, was able to... uh, Try to get the like, try to expose or try to um, show what the verse meant. It says, Anyone who sets himself up as religious by talking a good game is self deceived. This kind of religion is hot air, hot air, and only hot air. Real religion, the kind that passes muster before God the Father, is this reach out to, home, reach out to the homeless and uh, loveless in their plight and guard against corruption from the godless world. So, so James is saying is that it needs to be more than talk. We just don't want to just have hot air where we know what we should do and we know the truth, but we're not living it and, and we're not doing anything with it. And this is why we're here. We're here to make a difference in the life of others. It, it, it talks about that talks, talking is cheap, and, and we're called to do something about, uh, uh, we're, we're called to do something uh, when it comes to making a difference. We're called to do something about uh, whatever is before us. <clears throat> and it's to make a difference in the life of others, and it's to reach out. And, and, and so why are we here? It, it's to do this. It's way more than just a gathering on Sunday morning. Even though this is a very important, it's a biblical thing. We come together to celebrate, to hear God's word, to worship, to celebrate God, to hear God's word, and, and to be empowered to do his will. So we're, we're called to, to do this. We're called to reach out. And, and so the, the real pure religion, according to, to James and according to the word of God, it's, it's, it's to minister to people. That's what really matters to God. It, 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 it reminds me of the story of the sheep and the goat. What they did and did not do. I was hungry. 
you gave me something to drink, uh, eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something, something to drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. I was a stranger and you invited me in. And so, so that was the sheep. They were reps of Jesus and that's what we want to be. And this is why we're here. And we want to get involved in our community. We want to get involved in our region. Um, I, I like what 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 says. Challenging, but we want to see this in our lives. If I could speak all the languages of earth and angels, but didn't, have, uh, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if, I would, if, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, if I would know all about the end times, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. And that's, so that's the mandate we, we have. It's to love others. Fine with knowledge, fine with understanding, but we need to be vessel of God's love. And, and, and I believe we're trying to do this, right? We're trying to do this through Central Station, trying to do that through um, Care Portal uh, and, and, and social justice in our community and also our desire to get involved in Morden. And, and now doors are, doors are opening up in Europe where we're invited to come and help churches in Europe to be renewed. Uh, and so, so there's lots going on. But one of the things that we want to be uh, caught up with, it's wanting to make a difference. And, 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 and it's to respond to this Macedonian call and to say, God, use us uh, and, and work through our lives. So, so this, this is the heart of the message as we're going through this, um, finishing this year. And we know that in the last two years, it was a rough goal. And actually, I would say that January 2022 was probably the hardest. Talking with pastors across the board, across our nation, uh, last uh, last um, winter was probably the hardest for most uh, of the pastors. And, and we look at what we went through, and we look at where we are today, and I really believe that God is calling us even more to make a difference, to place yourself available and to say, God, what, what do you want to do? What, what do you have next? What are you up to next? And, and, and I think it's linked to love. I think it's linked to generosity. I think it's linked to sacrifice and giving ourselves for the cause of others. I think this is very important that we take a hold of. I think what I'm saying here is so important because as we move in the next year, we need to realize that God is calling us to make a difference. And we've got to have that drive inside of us. God, what do you want me to do? There's a lot of different options we can do. There's a lot of things we can do, but we want to ask him, God, what are you up to? What do you want to do through my life? And if, if we do this individually, if we do this corporately, it's going to be amazing what God's going to, going to do. But I think it's important for us to realize the calling that God has placed upon us, and that God wants to reveal himself in our lives. So when I look at the, the text of James, I, I just don't want to talk. I just don't want to know. I want to do. I want to make a difference. I, I want to see life being transformed. I want to see people come alive to God. I want to see churches be restored. I want to raise the next generation so they will be sent and, and, and be ambassadors uh, through different spheres of influence in our, in our nation and beyond. So so I, I challenge you this morning to realize that, that God has placed a calling upon ourselves, upon us. And, and, and James, he also talks about guarding against corruption, the corruption from this godless world. I believe that we are also called to make a difference by standing for orthodoxy and also to focus on orthopraxy. 
What does that mean? Orthodoxy is that we, we follow God's word. I, I believe this is one of the calling we have. It's to walk according to his word, to be a people of his book, of this book, but not just to be a people of this book, but be a people that applies this book. And this is where the word autopraxy comes from. It's you put it to practice God's word. So what we want to be is we want to make a difference. We want to reach our world and we want to be ambassadors for him, but we also want to be different. Um, make, making a difference and making a difference will be will mean that we will live differently because we will live according to his word. We will follow his word. We'll be consecrated to his word. We'll be dedicated to his word. Not with what society has to say. Not with denomination has to say. Our streams have to say. But what is the word of God saying? And it's to align ourselves with the word of God. And, and it's to live out the gospel and to see the word of God being a com- be flesh in us. So we want to see that. So, so why are we here? Well, the first reason why we're here is it's to see people come alive to God and his kingdom. And secondly, it's to make a difference. Make a difference by reaching out and loving on people and, and, and responding to God's call. And also by choosing to be a church that embraces orthodoxy and autopraxy. So we want to do that. Thirdly, <clears throat> we want to be a church that steps out in faith, in obedience, move forward and, and help others, other churches to move forward. There's a text that really got my attention when I was away, when I was in this time of meditation and, and praying. It's the story of uh, Peter and John when they arrive at the door called Beautiful, and there was a beggar that was there. And I want to read the story to you. It says, Peter and John looked at him, looked at the beggar intently. And Peter said, look at us, like focus on us. And, and the lame man looked at them eagerly, right? Expecting to have some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold with me or for you. He says, I'll give you what, what I have. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Get up and walk. What a tremendous story, right? And this guy stood up and I was, was uh, jumping and praising God. And, and <clears throat> it was an event. And, and it was an amazing story. But the question I had with the story was, what if Peter and James had money? If they were able to put some money into the plate or, or the cup of, of, of that guy, um, what would have been their actions? Would they still would have prayed for him, uh, to, to him being healed? And, and, and what really got my attention is, is we want to be a church that keeps things raw, where it's all about Jesus. It, it's, it's not about raising money. It's not about programs. It's about Jesus. And, and, and when you look at this story, you see Peter and John, they gave what they had, and they had Jesus and there's nothing more than Jesus that we should have as a church. Everything revolves around Jesus. Everything is for Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus is a focus. So I don't want to come to a point where I have money to give. Like, get me right. We want to be generous. We want to give. But it's more than that. It's, 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 to, it's to give what we don't have, and that is Jesus. What I'm trying to say here is that God wants to lead us in a place where we've never been before, where we can't make it happen. And the only way it will happen is when 
Christ intervenes where God intervenes. It was not through, it was not Peter and, and John that healed a guy. He, he, he said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, raise up and walk. And, and so, so when it comes to our ministry, when it comes to our future, we want to position ourselves in a place of dependency where we trust God, where we, we, um, we expect from him, where we go beyond our own capacity and, and, and abilities and, and what we can bring forward. And, and, and we could be a church that would just... Um, Poor money or, or a church that would put money in the plate. And if, there's a place for that. But there's more than that. There's this place where we are following God and we're trusting God, not knowing where we're going to go and how it's going to pan out, but we just know that God is with us and that God has a plan and God will make a way. So, so when I look at this story, I was saying, God, we don't want to get Paulish, you know, we don't want to get polished where we're getting good at what we do and we stay where we are, but we, but we want to be a church that is able to take risks, a church that wants to go forward, that relies on God. And as we move forward, I believe this is such a huge topic as we're seeing the church being filled uh, on Sunday, as we're seeing ourselves go to Morden, and as God is opening doors and doors and many doors, we got to come to a point where we trust God. We rely on God where we don't rely on our resources or we don't rely on our energy or, or our own abilities, but we trust in the Jesus that saved us and that the Jesus that saved us is the Jesus that still is on the mission. And so we want to go back to, to or we want to experience the, 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 um, the, um, the rawness of the gospel, right? I think it's so important. So, hey guys, I think we, we are facing a tremendous journey and there's amazing things ahead. And my challenge for you is, where are you when it comes to God's plan? Where are you planted? Maybe you're attending here and you're not a partner. Maybe it's your first time that you've come. Maybe you've come here for a long time and you come in and you come out and you leave. And it's okay, we love you and we want to minister to you. But there might be more and I believe there's more. And God wants to work into your life and he wants to work through your life and he wants to reveal yourself, himself in you and he wants to reveal himself through you. And, and so my challenge for you is that you would commit to the house. You would say, this is my house. This is where I will plant my roots in. This is where I will choose to be a partner. We'll be having a partnership class in, uh, in sometime in January, February. Uh, and we want, you to, we want you to be part we want you to jump in in what God has in store. And I, I, I think that God is moving us forward, and, and I think God wants you to jump and in, 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 to, 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 to be part of something that is bigger than just your own life, but to see that God has, is knitting us together for us to accomplish our mission, to, to invest financially, to invest in prayer, and invest in service, in ministry. Uh, that's my challenge for you today. To go beyond being a spectator or to be a fan, but to say, God, I, I want to jump on the ice. I, I want to make a difference. I want to be part of this. As I wrap up, wrap up my, my thoughts or my message to you guys, to you beautiful people this morning, is that God wants us to have a legacy. And I believe, I believe that heaven has a legacy for us. We just got to step into it. 
And how do we step into it? First, it's to experience God. And secondly, it's to desire to make a difference. And thirdly, it's to step out of our comfort zone in faith and trust God and rely that God will make a way and God will reveal himself um, uh, in our lives, in your life, in my life. And uh, I, I just want to challenge you with this this morning because I know that as I'm looking ahead, there's tremendous things that God wants to do. But the only way it really can happen is that we all come together. And, and I, I believe that God wants to bring reconciliation, unity in the house. And, 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 and it's not unity and reconciliation based on we're thinking all the same way, but of purpose and mission and commitment to the cause of the kingdom of loving your neighbor and, and to place yourself available to make a difference. So, so my prayer for you is, and for us as a church, as we finish this year, that we would say, God, my life belongs to you, and, and well, I want to live for the, for, the, for the cause of your kingdom. And that's my prayer for you this morning. As you sit here in the balcony, um, you might be listening in the foyer, is that remember that God has placed a call on you, and that God wants to work in your life, and God has a legacy for me and you. And I want to... I want to step into that, you know. I, I, I don't want to be a pastor that just sits back and just coasts. I don't want to be a church that just goes with the, sh- go with, goes with the flow. I, I, I just sense we got to move forward. I just sense that we have to believe God. I just sense that we got to be aggressive when it comes to the mission. And my prayer is that you would jump on board and be part of what God wants to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.